0: First of all, I'd just like to thank the Academy and my family. Chris and Ricky, they can sit in the back. It was all me, baby. It's all about the Mets. You know what? And, of course, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm giving our acceptance. We
1: were only only just nominated, Ruckman. Nominated is all. Yeah, and? I mean, how are we going to lose? It's five commander podcasts, Ruckman. I mean.
0: Oh. Welcome to the Crew 3 podcast. I was recommend with me, as always, are just one coaster. Just one of them. It's Chris.
1: That's right. Well, Ricky's still out in the alley for whatever he did. Uh,
0: Actually, do you want to know what Ricky is? It was kind of funny.
1: Ricky is so intoxicated from his just going on a tear. Uh, yeah. Ricky won another RCQ for the second season. Just one and done. Just already qualified. One,
0: one and done. Yeah. Just don't. Hey, never just stop playing Phoenix. Always in. Never tricks. stop, Jesus. never
1: stopping, you know? Yeah. Just that's it. Uh,
0: no, Ricky found out, hey, there's a standard Sword Champs tonight, and uh, he's going to win that $200 Omnath because Meat Hook Massacre is banned, and who's playing paper standard? Right. Ricky is. Yeah, Ricky is. That's what he's doing. So wish him the best of luck in winning that $200 Omnath.
1: That's it. We drew the short straws. We're doing the podcast.
0: That's right. I get to go play store champs for an omnath on Friday though.
1: Hey, there you go. I I work all day, every day, every oh, single day. Well, so there we go. Yeah.
0: Hey, but let me also say thank you for editing the podcast for me this last week. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's we're we're all we're all pitching in. I, uh, yeah. I I thought whether or not to cut the joke that I cut and replace with the bleep, which is funny because when I truncated silences, it was like a full one second beep, and then it got truncated down to like 0.3 seconds. So I feel like it sounded kind of weird. But I, I yeah. googled the joke and people said it was in bad taste, so I I, I took it out. But good, we knew. good.
0: good, uh, yeah, we 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 knew, we knew. I pitched we knew. it
1: to Devin and she thought it was funny. That's that's my wife, and so that's all that mattered. You know what I'm saying? You guys left, she left. Yeah, that's and
0: the barometer. Not
1: for not for the uh, masses, but it was it was for the people that knew and knew what kind of people we are. It was it was good. So yeah, very nice. I know you were super busy. You were like not even home until whatever time on Saturday, as was I. But I had gotten to uh, relax a little bit, so I'm glad I yeah. could pitch in a little bit.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, we got stuff to talk about. Chris and I are going to talk about a few fun topics this week over the meta. And then at some point in this episode, I'm going to pipe in uh, Ricky and I talking about the RCQ. Uh, I had a good time. I, unfortunately, just barely missed top eight. Uh, I played Rakdos Sack again. I decided, hey, I'm going to leave the Nykdos at home. I want a little break from Mono Green. So I went back to playing Sack. Um, I just had, like I, – I went three and two – Um, and I think if one of my wins wasn't the buy, I would have had a better, like, live in for the, the win and in round, heading into round five. I, I don't know. I just, I kind of like having just the five rounds. Like, they're quick and easy. Like, you know, you're going to start at noon and you're actually going to eat dinner at, like, a reasonable time, right? Um, but, like, sometimes I just feel like it's really disheartening in the, like, five round capped events that we've kind of been at. Because a lot of the stores around us are, like. 32 players, like, that's that's our max cap, right? Um, and it just feels like a lot of the time having, like, six-plus members of the top eight just being able to auto-lock making and making the last round feel, like, really unnecessary is kind of disheartening.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're throughout the tournament you're fighting for locking in those spots, right? Like if you yeah. go, if you start three and zero, well, you're already locked. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what so, I'm like, saying.
0: Like it, it feels like it turns the event into a three round event where it's like if you three zero, like you're 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 in, right? Yep. But if you don't get that that quick three zero, it's like okay, well, if you four one, you're good. But it, I don't know. I just think like the the five round limit with thirty two players being the cap. Yeah makes the math really weird and it like it does yeah the, if you three o, if you like don't o, it's like is there even a point yeah. like the, i don't know the it, smaller it, it numbers gets really weird
1: the smaller numbers definitely make some of the tournament math a little bit weird um and, and overall you are right i mean don't get me wrong like you are at, at the end of the thing you know you are not battling for many spots left at the same time i think we've spent a long time away from competitive magic you know and we're just we're not used to like cap tournaments. There's a lot of things that are new, but it kind of stays the same. You know what I'm saying? Like if you lose a round early, you you know your you know, your math is going to be hard to make top eight anyway. And and we just need to get used to that again. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just going to have yeah. to to bang our heads against the wall enough times, right? Like that's what makes me a little disappointed. Is like this fourth quarter. Like I just have to work all the time every weekend, and and so I don't get a chance to just get those reps in there. But I'm glad you guys do. And I and I've just seen you play, and and you're getting back into it and just in kicking butt. You know. So uh, yeah. you know you and Ricky, I have I have no qualms about how well you're going to do uh, upcoming in Magic with the amount of reps you're getting and playing. I just I'm so confident in you guys, I'm so proud of you guys, and and I really think you're going to do do great going going forward.
0: Ah, uh, thanks, buddy. We'll get we'll get you those reps soon. We'll find someday, you a better job someday. Soon. There we go. There we go. Someday there we go. Uh, yeah. So we got a fun episode. Uh, we got some fun rules changes to talk about. We got some events to talk about. And then uh, talk about like a couple spoilers that we kinda missed. Um, so yeah, so do you where do you want to start? Do you wanna do the meta first? Do you wanna do the the erratas? Do you wanna do the quick spoilers? Uh, let's
1: do let's do quick spoilers and then and then it's erratas. I think this is gonna be a great episode for us, because like a lot we've had to be kinda doomer a lot recently, I feel like, with some of the things going on. I think this is gonna be like a nothing but positive episode. Like there's just nothing but cool stuff going on. I think we're all kind of in agreement about some of the changes happening. That like pioneers just looking great right now. So uh, yeah. we're we're looking good, feeling good about the format. And and let's just jump into these spoilers. We got Mishra is the one that we haven't talked about yet, right?
0: Yeah. So in a similar vein to Urza, Mishra is like uh, is a meld card, in that we have a creature side and artifacts like an artifact. Boom! Put them together. Right, Apple mm-hmm. Pen. You the, <laughs> yeah. the, mel, the meld, the side on the back. Right. They've right. said there is going to be one more meld card, and that it will be mono green. Because they're like, oh, we have a blue white meld card, we have a red black meld card, we should have a green meld card. So we don't know what that's going to be just yet, but there is for sure one more confirmed meld card in the in the sets. Be on the lookout for that. So uh, for Mishra, we have Mishra claimed by Gix. Uh, two black and a red for a 3-5 legendary creature Phyrexian Human Artificer. Uh, whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the number of attacking creatures. And Mishra, claimed by Gix, and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking. And you own both and control them, exile them, then meld them into Mishra, lost to Phyrexia. It enters the battlefield, tapped and attacking. So already there, hey... Uh, we get a drain effect for just attacking the bunch of little dudes on a three, five body. Um, you know, we're one power less than children, but, uh, we've seen time and time again, five toughness kind of a big deal in this format. Yeah. Five toughness is where uh, you want
1: to be if you can.
0: Yeah. And you know, two black red, you know, four drops aren't awful in this format. Obviously. Um, I just like this guy's interesting. It's just, I think right now the way – like I, I don't want to – I'm not going to be doomed about the format, right? Because like I said, I, I think we're kind of like accepting this format. And I don't necessarily hate this format. I just think like – I'm just kind of tired of seeing the same three decks, right? Sure, sure. Um, I, I want a little more variety in my event results. But I think the decks that are good are fine. Mm-hmm. Like – um whether or not you agree with the gameplay loops is, is here or there, you know. I've been on either side of all the decks and, you know, whatever. Um, and so if I just... I'm trying to think of a home for this guy. Yeah, it, right? it, it's homeless.
1: I mean, it's out there with Ricky in the alley right now, uh, sleeping yeah. off sleeping off a hangover. And and it just the red-black color combination, it's already got a lot of really strong cards. I mean, you're competing with four-drop Planeswalkers. You're competing with Shieldred. You're competing with it all. So I, I don't think... I think there's an exciting uh, meld aspect to this card, and it's not this half. I think the other half of this combo from Ishra is is significantly better and potentially playable. And you know, and I think one of the good things is that we are still seeing new cards affect the format. Right, Ledger Shredder. They're they're printing powerful cards, and and so far they've been uh, really interesting. And I feel like new cards affect Pioneer. And so that helps. Where I don't think we'll have this stalemate game for forever. I think you do have to be careful because you know you could get banned out, but there's not such a dominant deck that I don't think that new cards couldn't affect it, right? Yeah. So,
0: well, I, I think it is interesting because like you bring up like like you look at Urza right, and I think we're kind of all in agreement. Like, okay, yeah, Urza on his own can probably do some work, you know. If you're playing Urza, you can easily slot in, like, one Might and weak stone yeah. just to, like, maybe get the meld off right. Right. And I think you're right in that Phyrexian Dragon Engine is probably the better half of just the one that you can just play more of, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Phyrexian Dragon Engine is a three colorless mana, two, two Phyrexian Dragon. It's just a regular artifact creature uh, with double strike. So two, two, two double strike for three. And then when Phyrexian Dragon Engine enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand if you do draw three cards, and it has unearth three red, red, um... For five total. So, for five total, right? Yeah. So, and an earth is, you get to bring it back, but if it dies, it exiles, right?
1: Yeah, it's an old mechanic, which
0: is kind of weird. It, does it sack, or no? It I'll have it to look, or... I actually
1: have to look up on Earth because the last time I think I saw on unearth was, was um... Uh, the big mana set where, where Progenitus is from, Alara, right? Didn't yeah. that have on Earth, or is that a different mechanic?
0: Yeah, that was the greatest mechanic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say that if Phyrexian Dragon Engine isn't a metal band uh, name...
0: You, you- you exiled the beginning of the next episode. That makes though.
1: sense. You exiled the beginning of the next episode, yeah. If Phyrexian Engine isn't the name of a metal band right now, it better be tomorrow. Yeah. I'm counting on you all to make that happen. What a dope name. Yeah. I'm
0: not sure that I've heard uh, of
1: a better name for a card.
0: Though. Also, res- wrestling crossover fun fact here. Yeah. Uh, WWE super, uh, superstar um, Seth Rollins, his first name on the independent scene was Gix. There we go. Because he's like, well, he was like looking for, a, and his friend played Magic, and he's like, I just saw it. I was like, that's a cool name.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and uh, Seth was right. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, where do you compare this? To, like, obviously, this is going to be up against like an Ox of Agonis type of card, if I'm thinking of like where this card compares to. Yeah. Um, and Ox doesn't see a lot of play right now. What? what do you, how, how do you feel about this guy?
1: Um I really like this guy again you know there there's a lot of cards that I think that have potential, but they 're j- just under the power level that that pioneer requires and I uh-huh. think this is going to kind of sit there for now, but uh, there are a lot of strong artifact creatures and there's several strong artifact lords and I think that this could potentially be in there i mean this is this is the card that plays in every deck right it it costs colorless mana, and I think that 's where it could potentially be dangerous like you may not even need yeah. the unearth ability though I do think it makes it stronger. A three mana two two double striking artifact creature. I don't know, man. It could be close. You know, there's probably something slightly better than it. Where you like, you probably want the red to cast the unearth effect. But you know, a lot of artifact creatures have combos or you know or synergize well with red mana. Anyway, I'm thinking Bolmat Courier. Um, you know the, the problem you have is again you're probably going to want to be playing red blacks so that you can splash one Mishra or something like that. Then you can also get the uh, two mana three two that exile a creature from your yard and bring it back into the battlefield. Oh yeah, I own four of it. I forget whatever card the whatever the the name card is, but you guys know what I'm talking about it was an all it was a standard all star back in the day. So I don't know. I think artifact creatures definitely have potential in Pioneer, whether or not they're a competitive level deck. I'm not sure, but this sure as heck seems fun. You know, it's got one thing
0: I like about this as well is yeah. um, that ability doesn't care if you unearthed it or not, just that it came from the graveyard to the battlefield.
1: Oh, interesting. So if you like, um, I guess you can't in Pioneer, but if you were to like the Claim to Fame or whatever it
0: is. Yeah, that's in, that's in Pioneer. Is it? Does it get a three or a yeah. two? Uh, I think Claim to Fame gets a two. Okay, I'll I'll search it up real quick. It's a two, yeah. But it, you know, if you have any any way of buying back an artifact, if you yeah, have... Can't stay away, like whatever a, whatever you might have. A re, a refurbish, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Any way to get this back and you get the trigger. So that's kind of neat. It's not tied just strictly to the unearthed. But of course, the big, splashy meld side, uh, you get Mishra lost the Phyrexia, a 9-9 legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian artificer. Uh, whenever Mishra lost the Phyrexia enters the battlefield or attacks... Choose three. You can choose from target opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three to any target. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures you control gain menace and trample at the end of your uh, till the end of turn. Creatures you don't control get minus one minus one till end of turn and create two tapped power stone tokens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm attacking with a nine nine, so I'm expecting to win the game. <laughs> this church. yeah, That's pretty quick. I'm not sure why we're creating two power
0: stone tokens, but I think that's a nonsense ability. Like, so not only is it a nine, it's, it's commander, right? Right, uh, right? Not only is it a nine nine, but we're dealing three, so we're attacking for like two. Right, exactly. Or right. for twelve,
1: we're attack, rather. We're attacking for twelve, right? We get three where we can give our guys evasion if we need to, if that's game winning, because it probably yeah, is yeah, attacking yeah. We're for We're so attacking
0: with this. I'm gonna bolt you. I'm gonna give it medicine trample so you can block on trampling over and uh, probably discard two, two cards or just uh, shrivel the board right
1: something to something where like i can you know hey stop a rat from coming at me and making you discard multiple cards something like that yeah but, you know at that point you may have lost the game and if your opponent has has played a three drop and a four drop and you couldn't answer either of them and, and you're attacking with tons of creatures unfortunately <laughs> that game was not going your way so i feel like you know, you know don't have to feel super bad losing to uh old mlp here mishra lost to phyrexia because you were probably dead anyway yeah
0: always lose to pinky pie uh i mean i will say like yeah it's it feels like it's going to be a little hard to get these like either of these to kind of really do their thing right but i do like that like it it does feel like if you flip urza if sorry if you meld Urza, if you meld mishra like and they you get like one cycle with them right mm-hmm. you you're in a winning position which yeah when you think of these characters that should be the case,
1: right? Right. These are these are ultimate power things, and I think this is cool, regardless of whether or not it's competitive. I think this is cool, and that's what I think about the Dragon Engine. Is like it. It may not be a top tier competitive deck, but that is a fun card that I think we should be brewing with and brewing up some kind of like artifact creature deck and having fun with. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's those. Uh, I think full. I think more spoilers will be starting because uh, I know extra, we're doing extra life the weekend of pre-release, mm-hmm. so I think we'll get spoilers starting either next week or the week after. I think the like Magic Thirty starts spoiler season. Makes sense. how it's working. But yeah, so be on the lookout for that. So, uh, what are we doing now? Are we doing uh, events? We doing surveil or the rules changes?
1: Um, let's do, let's, wait, let's run over the challenges real quick.
0: Yeah, so real quick, your weekly meta update on status challenge. In eighth place, we have Adrian uh, Retimosa on mid Midrange. In seventh place, we have Siximp on Esper Control. Kind of a fun build here. Uh, sixth place, we have Seventh Prophet on was Orzhov mid-range. Uh, it's kind of that mono-white mid-range you build Splashing, just for Vanishing versus Fatal Push with a couple cards out of the sideboard. Uh, in fifth place, we have Sinistar 619, a mono-blue spirits. Fourth place, we have Misplaced Ginger on Rakdos mid-range. In third place, we have Phoenix Flame on mono-blue spirits. Second place, we have Doomwake on Gruel Aggro. And first place, we have O-O Daniel Akos on, is it phoenix uh so let's see here we've talked a bit about the Gruul aggro deck there's a gruel deck we'll talk about the next challenge i know that the the patreons want us to really kind of dive into uh i love seeing this deck still find success i think this is a fun deck resistant pioneer um yeah what do you what do you think of like the the gruel bushwhacker deck kind of kicking around still the doom wake version yeah i still like it's pretty much a couple cards different but Yeah. yeah 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 i think i think this deck's really interesting i think um Beaumont
1: Courier is, is a card that I just love. I just think it's a fun card. Yeah. It's cheap. It's fun to play with. I cannot believe that Legion Loyalist is $11. Honestly, when you were talking about this, this is what I was like looking at and going like, wait, what? I really yeah, could, yeah, not, yeah. could not believe that. And so I was staring at that a little bit dumbfounded. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of funny to me that like Phoenix Chick, you know, is is seeing play. I think I thought it was fine, but I just, I wasn't that impressed with it. But you know, hey, look in, we're, we're just going wide, right? Doing some Bushwhacker shenanigans here. And, and I think that's fun. I think it's like a fun way to play the game. I think this is cool to see that it's strong, right? You just kill people dead as they're trying to like out inbreed each other with like crazy decks and, and all this tech for some of these certain matchups. And, and you're just going to attack them sometimes with flying. Uh, so yeah. I, I love seeing this kind of deck list. I think that these decks are, are healthy for the metagame when they're just kicking around and, and winning some matches. So
0: for sure. Uh, let's talk about fourth place misplaced Ginger. We're just dropping Liliana now out of Rakdos, and honestly, yep. I think that makes sense. Yeah, right. I mean,
1: Shieldred is just so strong; like, it's just I'm I'm surprised that you can lose to. Uh, we well, you, you have to be very careful, I guess, is, is what I'd say. Because Ricky beat Shieldred several times because you you know that's what you're scared of. Right. Like you yeah. are so scared of children as any kind of Phoenix deck or any kind of blue deck. You got
0: you to gotta save the lightning axes, got to right. save the
1: roast. Right. That's the thing. Is like you, you have to be very careful because if you, you know, you start going, you know, killing the wrong cards, then they drop a children because they know that's the most important card. Then then you could be in trouble. So it depends on who's got the more matchup experience in that. But man, children is so bad for so many decks that are trying to yeah. draw so many cards right now. So. Shieldred's uh, definitely the real deal, and I can see why that's the, the card that stayed, whereas Liliana kind of like, eh, because I, I don't think that Grace Fang's actually very good, but it is very popular
0: because it is a lot of fun, and yeah. you know, plus wanting that to see somebody I, I just stop your think, opponent is like... Ugh. I definitely think Ricky's on something where he's like, people are going to play Liliana, so why not play a deck that wants to play against Liliana?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think this is the smart the smart choice right now to go ahead and drop it because of, of how many decks that Or are expecting you to play Liliana, and and they want you to get
0: so many many matchups, You feels like you play Liliana, you Edict, and then it's like, well, you don't want to get rid of the cards in your hand, because all your cards are just straight gas. So you're just kind of sitting there, we invested three mana for an Edict, now it's Liliana just kind of sitting here doing nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a tough spot, but having it sit there's also fine, and we've talked yeah. about that on the
0: podcast. Where it's like if it absorbs some yeah.
1: damage, that's fine, but it definitely sucks that you cast a planeswalker and it just doesn't do planeswalker things. Like if yeah. that card was just a a fable of the mirror breaker, well, you'd be ecstatic. I mean, that card does all kinds of stuff. If return, right? So
0: two bears uh, and a loot. Two
1: bears and a loot. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I I I've been working a lot on like. Orzov mardu kind of mid-range shells because man i think sarah paragon is so sweet right now and like sarah paragon plus liliana is is gas um in the same vein fable the mirror breaker plus sarah paragon is gas like pitching your lands replaying them with the paragon for the turn it, it feels strong it does feel strong um and of course so i Took my build. Uh, it was a it was a Yorian build of Mardu mid range, and I think the deck had a lot of legs there. The problem is when you face Rakdos mid range, they're twenty cards smaller than you, and they're playing like almost the exact same deck, right? Sure. So their card density is just better than yours, mm-hmm. and sometimes things just line just better line up for them than they do for you. Yeah. So yeah. even though you're doing a few more powerful things than they are they're just able to hit the cards they need to easier.
1: Yep. Makes sense to me. And
0: so I'm, like, back at the drawing board trying to see if it can kind of work. I'm talking with, like, Ed, talking with Ricky to see, like, can we make this work? Because I do, I want to jam some Sarah Paragon. Not to say that, you know, decks like the 7th Prophet, 6th place deck list aren't bad, aren't something I wouldn't want to be doing. I just, like, Karn plus Yorian, like, I just don't know if that's what I personally want to be doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to play a deck list like this that isn't a Yorian pile. And I know it's like Blaster because it's like, oh, well, you know, Yorian's going to help you get more triggers out of all your ETB effects. And, like, that's cool. But if I'm in a place where Yorian is getting me, like, a bunch of beneficial triggers, like, redone, I'm probably winning that game already, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, the Yorian piles are, are tough to... Are tough to assess. Um, you really don't need that many triggers. Just like it's a it's a it's a five toughness creature, right? And we ju- we've just been yeah. a little bit talking about how that's important in this meta game. It's a free creature, which is what's important, and it doesn't have to get you that many triggers for it to be super good. But yeah. at the same time, there's a lot of tempo in this format. Like if you let your opponent go unchecked right now, you're dealing with either a ton of devotion, a ton of cavaliers hitting the board, or you know a shielder hitting the board. Uh, you know a ton of threats plus removal. So you kind of have to get going pretty quick, and and you just right now. Doesn't feel like it's it's worth it when you when you really need to be either answering your opponent's threats quickly or presenting threats of your own very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's just man, vanishing verse. It's just vanishing verse, Sarah Paragon. It feels like something I want to be doing in this format right now. I could see and it's it. just like trying trying to find the time to like really test out shells. Yeah, yeah.
1: Again. I think that you know, you know what you're gonna play against at a competitive event, but for funsies, I do think I- I've been playing a lot with um Vanishing Verse, and it's been very, very good.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, like I said, seventh place that Esper control build. I mean, it's cool. I, I enjoy some Esper, right? Uh Teferi Wandering Emperor, we get to add some good black cards, add Vanishing Verse, Void Rend, just some good exile effects with our blue-white shell here. Uh, I don't I always like to point out with these shells is they don't play Thoughtsies because like, honestly, I think Thoughtsies is just kind of bad right now.
1: Yeah. It's funny how quickly it goes from like, you know, oh man, is this card too strong right now? It's like, eh, but I think that the format has kind of built itself around it such that again, like you don't want to be playing it against Phoenix for sure. Right. Because they just, they're all their cards are the same thing and you don't want to hit Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, you can get lucky with it, but it, it's usually not a good card. Right. Um, you don't want to play it against Super Rakdos, because, again, all their stuff is kind of the same thing. It's just threats and answers, and none of them are that strong, right? Like, the, the difficult in banning a card from Rakdos is, what do you take? What do you take away? You know, the, the threats are mm. so strong on average. The answers are so strong on average. So, um, you know, the, the place where it could be good is against Monogreen, because you're obviously trying to hit a couple key pieces in either Cavalier or Karn or whatever. But, like, again, against aggro decks, you usually side it out, right? Like, they're an aggro deck. They're trying to kill you. You don't want to take too damage. And, again, redundant threats. So... So much of the format uh, features redundant threats that Thoughtseize just doesn't feel very good right now. Like, there are certain matchups where it feels insane. Certainly against Control, um, that's mostly it. Like, other mid-range piles, you know, uh, for sure, any, yeah. any kind of slower deck. But those decks are already kind of loosened up to other stuff anyway, where, yeah, I mean, Thoughtseize, good on the board, but I don't know, man. Like, some people are probably taking it mostly out of their 75 together for more efficient answers or or for more resiliency for their own deck.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Sunday's challenge. We have in eighth place Bant Spirits by Succulent. Seventh place, D.D. Milo on Phoenix. In sixth place, Duke 12 on Phoenix. Fifth place, F.J. Rodman on Gruel Boat. We're going to come back to this deck list. Uh, fourth place, Old Man of the Sea on Rakdos mid... It's called, they're calling this mid-range. This is Rakdos Sack, uh, but we're playing Croxa and Shieldred in it. Uh, but this is just Sack. In yeah. um, third place, we have Neko, Neko, Neko on Rakdos mid-range. they are one Liliana this time around. Which, you know, I don't hate them. I just Liliana. Yeah. I just think, like, when we we're on like, three and four Liliana, it's like, that's a lot of Liliana. That's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, second place, we have... Marco Shadow also on Gruel Boat. And then in first place we have Rastaf on Mono Green Devotion. On our straight mono green, we left the fairies at home. We even left the boats in the sideboard this time around. And uh turns out that's enough to win. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, let's talk about the talk of the town, the toast of the town, if you will. With this Gruel Boat, Gruel mid-range deck list here. So we're on one Gigantha, four Elvish Mystic, four lanor Elves, four scavenging ooze, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Reckless Stone. Sorry, four Love Shruck Beast. Hey, that's like the Challenger deck, right? right. Uh four Reckless Storm Seeker, four Strangle, four Seekers Chariot, four Sky Sovereign Console Flagship. So I will say, um I saw this deck list like when we were doing our budget upgrades, to the Challenger decks, right? Yeah. Um about this exactly this something similar and i didn't want to pick this build because i didn't want to be like well this deck just debuted this week for sure
1: i, I could see what yeah. you're there
0: um but i i think like look we we can all agree sky sovereign and chariot like make bad decks good yeah <laughs> yeah uh not to say this deck's bad but like i think if we look at certain cards like cards like a Seeker chariot uh fable the mirror breaker there are several cards in this format that like take kind of okay maybe not piles exactly but just kind of like mid-tier strategies and the just power level in these certain cards just elevate them to being like above just playable for sure
1: yeah i mean i don't think that the boat is the most important part of this deck i think you could easily take your uh your red green challenger deck and, and throw some mistake chariots and, and whatnot into it yeah. and, and be close, right? Like the boat's good. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, it flies, it deals three damage, but a chariots. Definitely the all-star. And that's why we see that card almost double in price from yeah. like three to six or seven or $8. Um,
0: well, it, it's, it's Chariot and storm seeker, right? Cause storm seeker lets you like uh, plus an alpha lets you yeah. crew boat or yeah. lets you uh, Storm Seeker can come down and pump itself. Crew the boat if you already played the boat or chariot, right? Um, and I mean, the big thing about Sky Sovereign about the about boat is that unlike Glorybringer, it doesn't exert itself to uh, to deal Still three damage. damage. Sure, so you can you can keep doing it. It hits planeswalkers, it's any creature, and then also it's got that one point of extra power.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think um, well, in Sky Sovereign's a six, right? It's a five. Sky, uh, Sky Sovereigns a six attack
0: six power, six power. yeah six power yeah, sorry yeah. sorry it's no, too no, bigger, it's, right Glory bringer yeah Glory bringer four four I think Glory bringers are four four
1: right it's a five mana four four and it exerts uh, for forty damage that's my understanding of it will. yeah That's all I play the Glory bringer no no worries I, I haven't cast one in a long time I think that the this st- it is a
0: four four yeah, yeah yeah
1: the stormsteaming reaction is, is definitely there I'm just saying that uh, you know you don't know if you don't have some of this thing the Seeker's Chariot is Cherry, definitely the stronger piece of it to me right it's it's there's a reason that Absinthe Greasefang plays it. It's just a very, very strong card, and I feel like that that's what's kind of doing it. It's like people have kind of found, hey, if I want to play some mid-range with a, a really strong beatdown plan, this is an option. And I think this is a real deck, right? I think this is a real deck. I think it gets around certain answers that uh, that Rakdos presents, right? Chariot's mm-hmm. very tough to push, right? you got to have some stuff to it. And if you're playing the sack version, then hey, but your your boat doesn't get pushed, you know? Your boat, sure. I don't even think it gets dreadboard, right? Because it's either an artifact. Sorry, it's either a planeswalker or a creature. Uh, yeah. And it's not a creature on their turn, you know. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I guess they both they both escape that being vehicles, but you obviously can't push the skyscraper either. So, you know, hey, look, we're presenting some difficult to answer threats here uh, for at least the most common answers in the format and and beaten down. So, I could see it. They're definitely gonna have some awkward draws with this. Anytime you're playing eight manateorks. You know, you you risk riding the lightning where you know you're drawing all elves or all your big stuff and you and you can't ramp to it. But your medium end I think is very strong.
0: Yeah. Um, so do we want to listen to me try to suffer through saying a lot of European names? Or no. do I just link <laughs> link the Warsaw LMS top eight? No,
1: no, let's just let's just link it and,
0: and get on with our lives. Uh yeah, I do really want to quickly talk about those. Yeah, so be sure to go check that out. Uh while we'll save you all from hearing me butcher a bunch of people's names. Uh, but I do kind of what is nice with this event was we get to see kind of the day one versus day two meta breakdowns yes. we haven't gotten mm-hmm. gotten in a while. So I think the big thing to talk about here is let's look at some of these key decks here. So Monogreen Devotion went from being 12, uh, 12.5% in day one with 15 copies into being seven copies. So about half the Monogreen field converted into day two. Rackets Midrange went from 14 down to 8 and was the sixteen point three percent. So Range and Green Devotion will say they were played out the same. They're like one deck each off, and they both out fifty percent. Bant Spirits is the third most played deck game day one, and it converted six copies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna link, or I'm gonna I'm gonna link the the Reddit thread that posted these images. So I do think seeing these conversion numbers uh, is kind of is kind of really interesting. Um, I mean, fifty percent like conversion pretty good right oh yeah
1: definitely definitely a solid thing i mean we see those decks definitely are are very very strong and i think you can see that they're a larger percentage of the day two metagame because of the amount of like random decks that just could make it through and i think the big thing to look at there is like grease fang converted like uh, one deck out of like seven or eight or something like that it's converted converted one
0: out of nine yeah uh humans converted four out of six yeah Mm-hmm. I think that's the best conversion ratio it, when you get out of the like, well, there's one palette for the stack.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for, you know, just beating down the boogeyman of the format uh, in, in a way that, you know, hey, look, I've got some resilient threats and sorry is it combo converted both their players is it combo okay there you go hey that's that's important to see like i said i yeah i'm, I'm interested in playing me some creativity so i'm interested in, in in how that
0: goes well i'm curious if it's if it's creative oh sorry that is combo not control yeah, yeah 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 there were two control players did they convert uh no it doesn't look like it gotcha all right r.i.p is a control players
1: there we go bummer no more yeah. expressive iterations unfortunately mm-hmm. you'll get it back in your phoenix deck
0: and only then. Only, and then. only, that only then. Only then. Only um, then. Yeah, I don't know. I it, This is the kind of stuff I miss not having GPs every week and seeing. Yeah? I, I like seeing, like, the conversion ratios and stuff like that. Like, I think that gives us a better actual view of the meta.
1: Yeah. And you know what's crazy to me is, like, here's a deck that every time you see, like, the pros come back to the format, they always go back to with the the Jund Coco decks. Just oh, Yeah. For, Yeah, I'm convinced there's like a collected company uh, Golgari deck almost, you know, not that it's good, Mm -hmm. but that's what I'm putting together and have been putting together for a while now. I just, I haven't ordered some of the newer cards for it, unfortunately, but I do think that's, that's a deck. And I think this is a deck that just gets people, you know, like you practice the deck, anybody who played it in standard, knowing your deck is so important. That's why I think, again, you see some of those aggro decks do well. It's just like, well, I'm i I'm a beat down, you know, and some of the more like, you know, tough lines that I think GreaseFan can put together where you're really playing to your outs to win games, that's just tougher to do. So, you know, it's definitely a bigger factor from luck. It's also a big factor of some of those players probably missed some opportunities that they weren't as familiar with. So uh, this deck has been popular for a long time. So Jun DiCoco, you know, in the top four of the of the Legacy event, or sorry, Legacy European Tour Pioneer event.
0: Yeah, that's their, they're the op organizer for europe yeah makes sense to me makes so to me. they're like our dream hack our dream hack there we go yeah uh so yeah so pretty good meta look uh i do think it's funny everyone's kind of like why is rakdos still of the meta but wizard says it's 13 it's because we don't have leagues like we don't have all the league info yeah and so that will always be lorded over us in that like yeah for every like rakdos midrange that that top eight's a challenge there's like 10 people behind it going like one in one three drop in a league. Yeah, Mm-hmm.
1: exactly right.
0: Uh, but yeah, so uh let's quickly—not uh, quickly. I mean, we got time. Let's talk about some exciting rules or not erratas. Uh I guess they're kind of. It's. They I don't erratas. know what to call them. They're, they're exactly. Yeah. They're
1: exactly erratas, I believe. <laughs> so
0: okay, so
1: ninja updates.
0: Uh, the, the survey, the surveil ones are definitely functional erratas. Yeah, the landfall ones. We'll talk about, I don't think matter as much. Sure. sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, I don't, I'm hoping everyone's seen it by now. And it has actually been confirmed by Rosewater on the blog at hog in that, um, surveil and landfall are now being made deciduous mechanics. Yeah. And so they will, that will just be the thing now. So going forward. And so every card that, worked like surveil or worked like landfall that was it called surveil or was it called landfall it Now has those appended to it. So your considers now have surveil one, draw card, right? Or otherworldly gazes surveil three. And then, um, the other big one is the tireless trackers now landfall. Right. So now don't rush out and start playing these decks just yet. Uh, even though they're confirmed is happening. I don't think, their air quotes live until the rules update officially gets announced on like the wizard site which i'm assuming is going to go into effect like around the release of brothers works i'm assuming we're pro- we may i don't know maybe we get more surveillance cards maybe not i don't know this could just be just a uh, the the timeline ended up this way right yeah. so start thinking about in brewing decks but like i don't think you'd get have an issue like going to your f&m and doing this but like don't show up to an rcq and just be like well this is how this works now
1: yeah, I think it's tough to say. I think that would create some 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 tension there, but I definitely think playing locally, uh, that's where I think that this is going to have a big impact and I think brings some yeah. excitement into the format. Like, I'm super excited for this change because I think that Damir has been playable for a little bit now for things other than just control. And I think this is another push for it. I think you now have some disinformation campaign decks that are playable.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for this Dude,
1: I've re- I'm not kidding you now, but like, you know, considers one of the most playable cards of the format. And now that it has surveil, like you're not going to be punished for, for some of those things. And, and I don't know how much it affects otherworldly gaze, but you know,
0: otherworldly gaze I already thought was decently playable. And a lot of, let me, let me tell you where it affects otherworldly gaze. Yeah, I'll see it. Enhanced surveillance now makes otherworldly gaze read surveil five.
1: What does enhanced surveillance do? I missed this interaction. If
0: if you surveil, you surveil like two more cards.
1: Oh, interesting. There we go. I mean, that's pretty huge, right? Like, yeah, uh, I'm ready for it. You you know that's some jank that I'm gonna be out there doing. Yeah, that's for sure. all there with my founding of the third path. I am the third path. You know, you
0: are the third. That's path. exactly that's right. right. So so yes, I mean, I really in standard. When it was in Standard, I played, like, Grixis Disinformation Campaign. It had a lot of fun. Played some Doom Whistlers, Played some Dream Eaters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm excited for this change because, like I said, like, I agree. I think, like, Disinformation Campaign, maybe not so much, again, like you're saying, in a more competitive environment. But Disinformation Campaign is a very fun value engine in, like, for a local format, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, you play your three mana, you untap, bonus this card to card. It's just like one of those cards that like once you get enough mana to start triggering that additional copies every turn, that's when it becomes a big deal. Or what's nice is because now we have all these more instant speed surveil cards uh, that are because I'm like looking through things, right? Like there weren't a lot of, let's say, good cards with surveil. Uh, at instant speed, rather. I mean, you had a few kind of here and there. You're like, no Rain, and stuff. That's, that's a sorcery. I mean, Sinister Sabotage is like kind of it. But now that our considers and, you know, even cards like Curate, I remember you were really high on Curate. Yeah. right now has has Surveil too, right? Uh, we have these, these cantrips that allow us to play our disinformation campaign, leave up interaction. If opponent doesn't do anything, now I can play my cantrip put the disinformation campaign back in my hand and we're off to the races again.
1: Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something.
0: Yeah. I'm listening. I'm, I'm going I'm to up,
1: I'm going to bring up an old, an old favor here. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't know where the synergies are yet. Right. I've been typing furiously trying, trying to find this stuff uh, over the last couple of days in between, you know, when I'm working, but tireless tracker, really strong card. Right. Yeah. To, to, to slip the other way real quick on landfall. Another really, really strong card with landfall. You might say a crew three stalwart. Okay. The old scoot swarm. Yes. Survival rule number 782, Ruckman. There are always more scoot bugs, you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So. Oh, God. No, I I was just, I was just going to say that like, while you may not see as much uh, landfall synergy I do think you're going to see some decks come out that, like, hey, maybe there's one interesting interaction with the mechanic, and we're going to play a lot of ramp spells, you know?
0: So yeah. well, that's, that, that's kind of my thing, is, like, I think Surveil's a bigger deal in that, you know, we do have these payoff cards that care about Surveil, like Demir's Spy Bug, like Disinformation Campaign, that goes, like, oh, yeah, I Surveil this turn, let me do a thing, right? Yeah. Um, which, like, all right, we're all, we're all trying Spy Bugs, right? We're all trying them. We're all, we're all doing it. We're all doing it. Manache flying. Um, please note that it doesn't gain counters for all every card you surveil. So like you can't go like otherworldly gaze. I'm gonna put three counters on this thing. Yeah. it, it It's per landfall trigger, right? It's like, well, it's all surveil trigger. Yeah. Sorry. Per,
1: per surveil trigger overall. So it doesn't matter the amount of cards that you surveil. Yeah. It matters that you surveil.
0: Yeah. Um, now I will say like, you know, it is just nice to have the landfall cards, just have landfall now. Like, it's always weird looking at Tyler's trackers. But like, you have landfall. Why don't you have landfall? Uh, I think it matters less than surveil because, like I said, surveil has a few surveil matters cards. Whereas landfall, there I, as far as I can think of off the top of my head, there isn't a card that is like if you triggered landfall because it would just also have landfall.
1: Right. Right. You're, you're, you're exactly right, as far as I know. I, I've been I've been looking to see if there's any, like, really good landfall payoffs. There's a lot of cards that have landfall now. There's not as many cards that, you know, are, are paying you off quite as much. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, Scoot Swarm. Scoot Swarm. Exactly right. And, you know, you've got Felidar Retreat, thing, things that want you to play lands, but there's not as much stuff like with Surveil, where it's like these cards having Surveil. Now gives you synergy to other cards they're just like yeah. they're named appropriately which makes sense and you could have some excitement with it where like your lands you know you have the the on key mechanics as it were but uh surveil has a lot of there's a lot of it's, potential there it's
0: actually. just gonna be a lot cleaner text boxes with the like now we get to take off the when a land is the battlefield or your control do this now we're just gonna say landfall do this right exactly right yep uh but man i do want my like no rules texts it considers of just surveil one draw card. Just nice centered in the text box. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Wizards will print those and sell them to us for $250 a card. Yeah. I I mean, hey. If we're so lucky. I'm in.
0: If i how many, How many do I get in a booster pack?
1: Um, you get a chance at one, but it could just be a Pringles chip instead.
0: <sighs> Is it stale?
1: Well, you won't know because they both have the same curl. You know, oh. so it's it's going to be really tough to tell what's in there—Pringles chip or or foil. Consider so you you know you'll have to.
0: I guess I'll find out when I bite into exactly it. Exactly
1: right. You'll have to open it up in and see. Yeah. Hey, I said no Doomer episode here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my horse there and yeah. get on to a Scootbug and ride it all the way to Landfall Town. Yeah, you can take that
0: Scootbug to the old town road.
1: Where you think you think you think Landfall Town is next to the old town road? You think they're in similar places?
0: <sighs> yeah, I feel like you might have to go through the old town road to get to landfallville. Yeah.
1: I have to ride my tractor there.
0: Yeah. 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 Something like that. Well, it's, it's, it's a big like force. You got to cut your way through it. It's a lot, you know? Yeah.
1: It's, it's a lot, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I mean, do you, do you think that we just want to go like Demir? Do you think we want to play a third color? Cause like the, the big one that I think also has it is the, um, that two, guy who costs green and black and if oh
0: grim flare
1: yeah grim flare and if you delirium you get some stuff and there's some interesting stuff there where like you can play kind of like surveil tribal almost you know yeah and like have a decent a decent creature deck along with it so like i think that's your more aggro version i think obviously you can play disinformation campaign but i think those are different decks but i do think that like hey i don't know right like i I don't think delirium is that hard to hit these days and and if you want to play a creature deck Listen, you know you've you've got it right. Like you can play your uh, Traverse the Uvenwalds. Um, People are starting to play Eldritch Evolution in their Gracefang decks, and so I think you could even take some roots there, uh, just merging the two kind of decks together if you want to just make some Abomination. But I think I think that's interesting. You know, like I think you've got a creature option. I think you've got a disinformation campaign kind of option as payoffs for Surveil If you want, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I yeah, I, I definitely think those are two different deck lists. Like our, our spy bug flare deck list is definitely different from our disinformation campaign deck list, right? Yeah. Um disinformation campaign we're probably playing as like a two or three of, and just like a grindy control shell, maybe with like Doom Whisperer as our top end threat. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah.
1: Are there any other good creatures that get surveil, really?
0: Um, that's what I'm gonna, that's what I might I might search up real quick. The big one Yeah. Like Lazav has it Doom. Doom Whisperer, Dream Eater Surveil. Um Nightville Sprite surveils when it attacks.
1: Okay. Makes sense that's
0: to me. A, it's a two mana one two. And then you uh, have you have the uh, you
1: have another good spell. The best one definitely seems like Demir Spy Bug as a four of, along with our Grim Flare, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, Thought Bound Phantasm. I oh, forgot about Thoughtbound Phantom. Yeah, Bound that, Phantasm. that's our one drop,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, man interesting (laughs) because in the same deck that you want to surveil you 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 know you might as well put cards that want to be in your graveyard you know yeah so i don't know if that's necessarily a um that two mana one one flyer gosh i forget the name of it and then our prized amalgam kind of deck but it could be it's oh um like narcombeva narcombeva yeah it's it's not not that deck you know what i'm saying yeah you're out here with me Urg, spawn There's of no tur, thank goodness. I was
0: gonna say, you know, you know who else surveils now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the the spawn of tur, you know? Uh yeah. is what about that one mana green card? Isn't doesn't that card like look at the top card of your library and put it in your graveyard? I guess I guess because it's, it's only if it's a creature, so it's not technically surveil. Yeah. Is the problem with that particular one. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like you know, here's cards that get bigger off of uh, off surveil. This one and th- I think that's enough cards, the eight, given that you already definitely want to be playing um cards like consider. You know, yeah, I think that's enough of a payoff to make yourself a fun little, a fun little uh, soul tie you know deck. Me, there.
0: You know, you know, else you know, so we're playing this deck list though. What are we
1: playing? Uh, Delver. Delver, huh? We're yeah. delving the secrets.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're all these surveillance though. Like, we're tro- yeah, we're going to control the top of our deck.
1: Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's true. I mean, I guess if it's yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If it's good though, a lot of times we want to be drawing it, but I can see what you're saying, like. We definitely are, you know, it's it's a good combo. Well, it, does, it doesn't
0: matter if the card, if, it doesn't matter if we're surveilling the card that's been our graveyard. It's just the fact that we did surveil. True, true, true.
1: I could see it. I could see you're just like, you're just playing 16 creatures, right? Like, they're all ones. It's like Thoughtbound, Phantasm, Grim, Flair, Demir Spybug, and Delver, right? Yeah. There's our 16 ones, creatures. Ones, ones and twos. Yeah, ones and twos, and the rest are, are like, Traverse the Fatal Push, um, potentially thought Seas or thought eraser. Potentially sinister sabotage yeah. just to get some, some more surveils going. Right,
0: considered. Obviously. I mean, probably it doesn't, it doesn't surveil, but like probably just playing legend shredder.
1: Man, yeah, I definitely could be playing some legend shredder.
0: Right, that, that I, I'm, probably play Ledger, I'm probably playing legend. I'm probably playing legend shredder just over grim flare.
1: Oh man, no, you, you got to get you got to get the you got to get the synergies going.
0: Get the synergies going. I don't. I, I just don't think grim Flayer doesn't like gives us enough i think i think it could i, I think this it's is, is a the problem the problem is he surveils on combat damage which is like after you already wanted to do his thing
1: yeah 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 i mean he definitely does but like it definitely you know it synergizes well with your other two creatures where like it makes him bigger anyway right like i
0: don't you have
1: one and two mana spells to make him bigger I, anyway. I just don't know if i'm sold on Grove flare on um, in yeah, this deck
0: in enough, in, in in our like spy bug Thoughtbound fantastic
1: I, I could see it i don't think you have to play it I just think that, like, it's got Delirium versus Uvenwald has Delirium. I think there's some potential there, you know? So, like, it's there's, there's also we've got some Delirium action going on, so.
0: Tigum Scheming plus Enhanced Surveillance, Surveil 7. Whoa,
1: get out of here. Oh, search We're for a cancel? Dig- yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, yeah. Also triggers some of our Delirium action, Ruckman. Man, well, I'm on the Sky search- Sovereign. I'm over here crewing 3, Ruckman, and I need Sur- you to join search-
0: me. W- search with Disinformation Campaign sounds really good
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that it does that's a good combo on its own there so
0: yeah i don't know there's definitely a lot of fun stuff and i i is it is nice to feel like this rules change is like not if it's going to be a competitive force in pioneer but like there's enough here to really feel that there's room to explore and test stuff out yeah, there's and, 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 some
1: strong and, which, cards got surveil, right? That's and that's yeah, the important
0: things. Like, and, and it just like goes to show that like we don't need new cards to be printed to make things interesting in this game. You can just kind of slightly tweak a card that or that doesn't functionally change what the card does, but it gives it more synergy with other things. You can
1: you can do things that should have been done in the first place. Is that what you're telling me?
0: hey you know i'm not gonna yeah
1: we're not gonna go that far but yeah 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 i know exactly i mean i think i think it's interesting right like there there could have been fear that this may have been like made certain things too strong right like so I, i do think that there's there's considerations uh
0: considerations for that but yeah all right well is it time to head to the patreon mailbag let's head to the mailbag All right, of course, I want to say thank you to everyone for Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We have several wonderful tiers available with each different uh, different goals there and what they give you, but they'll give you access to our Patreon Discord, which this week I was like, hey, patrons, what do you want to hear us talk about? They're like, we want to hear the gruel boat scoop. Give us the gruel boat scoop. And you got it. You got that gruel boat scoop. Uh, and of course, every week we get to read a Patreon mailbag entry, which uh, I, I usually go in order, but I'm will be. I'm going to skip one of these questions because I think this will be a good one to also have Ricky cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and this is, I think, a good one for you and me just to kind of zero in on. Do it. So this question comes from Cappy 7 You get to release... One Pioneer Horizons card. What deck are you targeting, and what role does your card play? Bonus points for just creating a full card, mana costs all off the top of your and all off the top of your head. So I already know my answer for this.
1: This is cheating. I didn't know what you were going to pick beforehand. Go ahead and give me your card. Let's let's hear your rundown so, and all.
0: So I think my card is actually like pretty simple. Once once I like once I had it. And it is, like, I look at some of, like, the tribes I enjoy playing, you know, I look at Merfolk, I look at Elves, and I look at Spirits. And do you know what Spirits is missing that both of those two other tribes have? Tell me. A two-mana creature that draws a card. Okay. So, you, like, Silvergill Adept, you have Elvish Visionary, and Spirits doesn't have that. Now, Spirits has a... Like card draw effect in, um, in, sel- in self er, in spectral sailor, yeah, which is of course four mana draw card. Now, obviously, I'm not gonna scoff at that effect. You still play like two of that guy. He fills a role. It does the job. But by the time you start activating spectral sailor, it feels like you're already really ahead or you're really behind. Yeah, and I think that. Just having a simple creature, like just like a one-one flyer for two that draws a card. Mm -hmm. Um, These there are other ways that spirits can draw cards. Like we have the one that makes like clue and stuff like that. But I just think like a one-one flyer and ETBs draws a card. Maybe it has some sort of rigmarole to it to make you like not cast or things like that. But I think that as like a gap filler type effect, you know, you flash it off of Rattle Chains. Now we put an extra body on the board. It's replacing itself, right? It's getting bumped by a lord. I don't think it's too good. And I think it's like just good enough that we can play like a couple copies of it. Yeah. And it might not even get played, honestly. But I just think that I look at spirits and Spectral Sailor activations aren't the best in the world. And then you're just kind of locked in your draws unless you have Coco. And so I I think that's just the kind of card I want to see.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I uh, I think in, in true Horizons fashion, right, my card needs to have a way to be free, you know? Mm. I'm not saying this is going to be good for the format. I think that making spirits better could be catastrophic also, right? So this is not going to be something that's like, oh, uber balanced, right? It's a Horizons card. It has to be insane. We've got to sell packs, right? We got to yeah. We got to We need that money. We need that twenty dollars in your pocket. So, my card would be something like, you know, um, two colorless and two blue, or even potentially two colorless and red blue, and it would simply say, like, draw two cards. Right. Uh, okay. However, if you exiled two other cards from your hand, you can cast oh. it for free. So it's it's card disadvantage, right? You 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 get rid of three cards to draw two. But okay. it's just it's stupid bonkers, you know?
0: Is it a sorcery or an instant? It is
1: uh it's a sorcery. It's okay. a sorcery. I want it to be an instant, but that's 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 even too yeah, you know, that's a little we're a little out there. there. So it's a sorcery and that that just you know, my little is at heart, you know? Sure. It it needs uh, it needs a little something, yeah. something So
0: you know, that's good. I like that. You know, like I said, like yeah, it's probably it's pretty good, right? Uh, but we're we're exiling and not just pitching, Yeah, right?
1: It's it's simple to so the point. I mean in, in Pioneer you can pay one mana to draw three cards, right? We're not discarding yeah. cards. That would be that would be too good. I don't even know this card would see all that much play except for in potentially some combo decks, right? Where like you're really trying to dig. But you would have yeah. to exile two cards and cast that one and substitute them with two more
0: cards. So, so now, did, did you say if they both need to be blue or are you just exiling any two cards? No.
1: The, the the current iteration, having thought of this for 30 seconds, was they could be any cards. They probably needs to have a color restriction. You know? Okay. Like maybe maybe even one's blue and one's red or both are blue or both are red. Something like that. You know? Um, sure. What, what color do you think they should be? Let's flush out this card real quick.
0: I I don't know. Like I think you could maybe get away with just exile any two cards, right? Okay. Like, sure. Sure.
1: We'll say any two cards for now and then we'll we'll let it uh we'll let the people balance it. You know, we'll we'll use yeah. we'll let the players balance our cards. That's what uh that's what the company that makes it. Honestly,
0: our- I I'm like I'm like thinking about the like new kind of fun in between like rounds for it, Ricky and I were playing with his I don't know what he's calling it right, but it's like the Thunderous Wrath deck thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've you've seen or played it with him. But like, man, do you think we could put misdirection into Pioneer?
1: Misdirection discard a card to change the target? Yeah, no, because I already want that card and they refuse to print it. Like I just want Swerve back, which was a blue red change the target of a spell and they won't they won't print that one. And I would be I would just love that because like you can stop counter spells with that by making them target like the card that's resolving. Right. Like you blank counter spells. There's a lot of things you blank. You get the thoughts these people. So you do have Narset's reversal, but it's still a little different. Right. They get the card back. Mm. uh and then you cast it at them like i just hey. want to swerve just give me a blue I mean, we, we'll, we'll,
0: you know we narcissists reversal their thoughtsies right and then we thought sees their thoughts right
1: exactly the thing is you kind of have to take their thoughtsies with that if you if you swerve a thoughtsies you get to take something else <laughs> you know and they lose the true life so you know give give me swerve wizards pretty please sure but that that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for
0: yeah i don't know yeah I think these are interesting cards, yeah. Let, let us know. I think I think El Cap is a great question. And uh, like I said, Rancor, I, I, we skipped your question this week, but we'll be back to it next week for sure when we have the whole crew. I think your questions would be good to have kind of everyone involved in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, good question, El Cappy. though. Uh, yeah, you. so I want to, of course, say thank you again for tuning in week in, week out, and listening to us ramble. It's a fun episode, Chris. Thank you for, for being here for this one. And a uh, quick reminder that when this episode does drop, on Friday, the twenty-first. On the twenty-second, at seven PM Central Standard Time, we're going to jump into a call in the Discord, and we are going to have a watch along for Morbius because we hit the fundraising goal in our Trans Lifeline campaign. Uh, hey, Chris, I hate to tell you this, but Cat's time is soon going to be upon us. Gosh, I've, uh, I've been delaying it for in. so
1: long. You know, I
0: know, but we we have to cash that in before Extra Life two. Uh, or the and, children you know, that I, we help
1: before they get unhelped. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Dang they, it. We we take the we take the money back. Dang it. <sighs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, and then of course, Extra Life, sorry, Extra Life 2, Extra Life 3. It's gonna be November 12th. Be sure to tune in for that. Ricky is gonna come up here. We're gonna do some stuff, and hopefully we get Chris in at some point during his busy work schedule to tune in for a little bit. Uh, we've got C3Ws coming back. I've been working in the Sims. I'm not great at the Sims. So, I don't know how well it's going to actually work, but we have. I've been making Magic Characters of the Sims. Let's try that for a little bit. If you have ideas of what you want to see us do during the extra live stream, you know, we say we're going to do the whole thing. We never make the whole thing. We get about like 12 or 14 hours in, uh, including our, our sort of like lunch and dinner breaks. So, I'll have a better timeline for you soon on when we're actually going to start that stream. And so, keep pitching us ideas on Twitter and the Discord of of things you might want to see us play or do. if we do like a live Uh, Flavor Text Quiz with Ricky. We'll do some fun stuff, kind of do some stuff we haven't done before, and I'll have the update list of sort of donations. I know Ricky's going to throw in a fun kind of giveaway prize, um, and we'll have the usual collector boosters with the box if we hit our our final things. I'm going to start linking the actual campaign in the description below, so be sure to look out there, and uh, if you want, or if you want, you can save your monies for the actual stream, and we can go hype for your donations uh on camera and of course again thank you for donating and maybe if you can't donate spread the word maybe some people you know can help donate and raise money for a good cause now, as always, Chris, where can they find you on social medias?
1: Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. I do not really get involved on Twitter dialogue uh, very much. Is there something that you guys would like to see me tweet about? You would like my engagement? In, let me know either on the tweeters or in our discord. Let me know what you would want to see old it's Christmas tweet about, uh, you know, ridiculous. The more ridiculous, the better, in my opinion. But if you want my stuff on regular takes as well, I, I can give it. So let me know what you want me to be tweeting about And, and I'll do a couple more tweets.
0: And, of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast our official channel, where I talk about all kinds of things, not just Magic and Pioneer. And, of course, uh, Ricky is streaming over on Twitch channel, Twitch.tv, slash Crew3MTG, streaming multiple times a week. And then, of course, you can check out our YouTube channel, which will be coming back this week because the progression series is ready. So be on the lookout for that, dropping on Saturday, sometime before the warpia stream. So, uh, yeah, make sure you join in for that. We'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye.